Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we do a podcast daily. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And just for those who've never listened before, this is the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. And, and Andy, it's not daily. And it's not every day. It's once a week. When we first started, it was twice a week. But we had nothing going on in our lives. Absolutely nothing. And we could still barely do it. <laughs> well, we couldn't. We stopped. We stopped when we still had nothing going on in our lives. Yeah. And then we took a break of several years where we had nothing going on in our lives. Andy was living off of tax returns. That's uh, how he was living for a while. Yeah, and also $8,000 of credit card debt. Oh, was that how you were living? Yeah, that was yeah. part of it. That was a big part of it. Uh, and then I believe another part of it was buying acoustic foam from China and then on selling that. Mm. Not enough to make a profit, but enough to sort of move money around in such a way that it seemed like I had money coming Well, that's in. what an economy is. So you that's had an economy, economy happening. Right. You had a healthy economy. Yeah, a one-man economy. Yeah. And that's good. That's I, got a, I got a whole economy over here. Exactly. But I'm doing terribly financially. Mm. But e- economically... Home economics. Yeah. Right? Home macroeconomics. Okay. okay. This is large-scale financial policy. Yeah. And how it impacts on your ability to cook scones. Or... or in, <laughs> okay, right. Or, uh, I thought, that's, that's nothing. No, no. It's Look, it's fine. I, thought, I was just picturing something where how you can affect the economy... On a grand scale, from your own home. From your <laughs> from your bedroom. Yeah. Right. Uh, Topple governments from your bedroom. Oh, that's basically what people can do now, isn't it? Well, you can hack in. You can hack in. You can you, ha- can, you can false news. Fake fake news. You can fake news. False news. This is Ooh, new. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It sort of feels more proper. <laughs> it, it does, doesn't it? Like, like this is what they'd have in England. Well, yeah. False I mean, news. So it's not completely made up. It's based on reality. But there's some some of the facts are a little bit skew if. I don't think you know what false means. Hey, eh? no, but like, like fake. I don't know. Fake news feels like it's gonna be false news. Could be like, you know, let's say the Limburg baby. Yeah, was attacked by a dog. Okay, you know, so it still disappeared and it was still right. dead. Right. Whereas fake news would be would be, uh, you know. The Lindbergh baby baby is is, um, is is Obama is is attacking is attacking England yeah <laughs> okay. and is anti patriots ah <laughs> oh, patriots mm. I mean we got to be able to got to be able to harness them for some sort of thing I saw I saw a picture recently of a that was for, taken at a gay pride rally in yeah. the states and there were. Ten Nazis there, ten right? Nazis marching. Yeah, right. But and were they, I just want to make sure were they homosexual Nazis? No, they were not. They were not there under the legitimate guise of Pride Week. Yeah, right. Okay, right. They were they were there in their official capacity as Nazis, okay. not in their personal capacity as proud gay men. Okay, right. And they were they were marching and they were being protected by police, right? It's just like. It's hard to get your head around, but all right. Yeah. Okay, because of the Second Amendment or something like that. Not the Second Amendment. One of the ones. Freedom of association, right? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. There were also photographs of them urinating on uh, both a gay flag, yeah, rainbow flag, and a Jewish flag. And were the cops down there trying to catch the urine in their <laughs> mouth? <laughs> 
no, the cops didn't feature in that picture, but that's something that they did while they were there. Okay. Right. But the guy who was doing the urinating, right, he was sort of doing it huddled against a tree, sort of with the with the flag sort of between him on the ground between him and the tree, but sort of hiding himself. Yeah. And I just don't think it doesn't that you should be it doesn't feel appropriate mm. that in your Nazi pride you should be hiding your penis. Sure. I mean, like, you're so proud of something that is horrible. Yes. If there's anything horrible about your penis... Surely... Surely you should be okay with showing it. Surely if Nazism offers you anything, it's it's confidence with your own penis. Your own white penis. Your, exactly. Like, why, yeah, why are you hiding your white penis if, if you're so superior? Exactly. Right? You... And and uh, that's that, that 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 was that was one of the many things that I saw to be wrong with this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be clear that wasn't the only thing that piqued sure. my concern. Yeah, right. Um, I had a num I had a number of complaints, but that was one from that- other people. No, no, no. Okay, no, from within myself. Great. Right, and while I do contain multitudes, no, these were just. These were just my regular standard personality style conflicts with what was happening there. No, but then this was one that I saw was a little bit quirky. Oh, and this I thought might this... be worthy of bringing up on the podcast. Right? I'm a Nazi, but I'm em- embarrassed. Yeah. You're giving the Nazi salute, but you're embarrassed to do a wee. That's right. It's a, And the Nazi salute is very much like a... It's like an arm erection, isn't it? It's an arm erection. Mm. Um, the rest of us are constantly go through life. It makes it flaccid seem like arms. our arms are flaccid. <laughs> well, at most, a semi, right? That's right. Okay. When we're writing, our arms are, you know. Anyway, but I was wondering, Andy, and, yes. and is there a sketch in this? I don't know. Well. You'd like there to be. Well, It'd be I good. Think, I mean, look, I don't know if that's why we're here. Ideally, there'd be a sketch in everything. Do you think there's a sketch in everything? Yeah. You know, if you look into it for long enough. You don't even have to look into it for that long. Not that long. I think that's no. that's the fact that this podcast has worked as much as it has, and I'm not saying it's that much. <laughs> yes, but I, to the extent that it has worked, yeah, uh, whatever that may be. Yeah, I mean, we have succeeded in writing down five things every episode. Yes. At least. At least. So... Is there a thing to write down within this Nazi sketch? Well, um, I mean, sorry. No, well, I mean, here are some angles. Yeah. Right? Nazi therapy, right? It's a Nazi who goes to see his therapist, Mm -hmm. and the therapist may or may not also be a Nazi. Sure. Mm. And, And what's it like to open yourself up and share all your feelings with someone else who is clearly such a broken person. Yeah. Right? But within the context of, you know, all your traditional therapy type mm-hmm. type things, clichés. Right? Yeah. Um and uh, uh yeah, and then some sort of group therapy in which a bunch of bunch of people are there all with their own insecurities and it's a safe space, yeah. right? Where anyone can talk about anything they want. Yeah. Right? They're not all <clears throat> Nazis, there's only one Nazi. Right, other people are talking about their problems that they have, and then the yeah. Nazi has to talk about his, which is that when he tries to urinate on flags at Nazi pride rallies, he gets embarrassed about yeah. doing the wee, and then everyone tries to listen and be supportive. Yeah, to this, but yeah, but it it his thing seems so hateful. And <laughs> right, on it, re- it really does push the. Uh, <laughs> The boundaries the, of the, safe space. The very limits of what would be considered a safe space. Yeah. I think I think this safe space with a Nazi. Yeah. Because he's in the space and he's taking full advantage of the safeness of the space. And mm. he's being, being quite open and honest and vulnerable about it. And it's obviously something that's causing him a lot of pain as well on his own, in his own, on his own terms. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think how everyone else around that group, and probably what he considers considers in his own turf, mm. you know, because he probably 
thinks that whatever country he lives in should just be a, like a Nazi people's. Yeah, yeah, and that would that would make it even harder for you. You could you could see how that would be really difficult. That you, mm. I don't even feel at home, comfortable enough. And this is you know, my my land by right, by birthright. Mm. And you imagine how I feel then that I'm not even, you know, it's just really hard. And all the people that I think would be looking at my penis are I, I consider are below me. <laughs> right. You know, so, so why should I care what they think? Yeah, I don't even really think of them as human. And my fellow Nazis, mm. obviously, I f- share a blood bond with, mm. and I know they support me. Yeah, no matter what. So, you know, so what's why? About- yeah, why am I so insecure? <laughs> <laughs> Despite you know all this knowledge about all this stuff. That I am certain in. It's like, and it makes me wonder, am I doubtful in my own superiority? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a way to have a breakthrough. <laughs> you know, do I deep down think that maybe I, I and our people aren't superior? Mm. And then, but then, the, and then the, the real challenge there for the, for the group is do they help to heal this man mm. in the full knowledge that that then might make him a fully functional Nazi? Yeah. And cure his doubts. And then he walks out and they're all applauding. Mm. And he's like, goes out and... <laughs> urinates on a flag. Yeah. Would you like to try urinating on a flag here today? In front of all of us. Mm. That's how safe this space is. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of the people that you've mentioned mm. here today mm. that are here and they're present all at this meeting. Is this satire? I think this might be satire. Is it? I don't know what it's satirizing. Maybe Nazis. Maybe but na- also maybe support groups. Yeah, maybe well, safe you know, spaces. I think it's okay to do all of those. Mm. I think. I hope. Mm. I mean, what about dragons? Yeah. Are they like the, you know, is there a sketch in them? Mm. Well, how about this? Mm. Right? This is my problem with dragons. If somebody's took, looked at reptiles. Yeah. And your mo- most of the vast majority of your lizards are pretty sedentary, mm, right? That's true. Like nobody's looking at lizards and being like, oh, these have got the potential to be sort of magical winged beasts flying through the sky yeah. and dispensing fire and collecting gold. They're just, they're no hopers. But you know why? Why? Well, because most of them don't have fire in their belly. And so their cold blood is affected, you know, affects their amount to move. But this one, you know, the the dragon is a blazer, you know? Right, with a, some kind of internal combustion yeah, engine. Yeah, and so while still being cold-blooded, they've got fire somewhere inside their mm. body. I don't know if there's an eternal flame that burns inside them. They'd at least have to be a pilot light, I think. Something so that when yeah. they do dispense the gas or whatever, there's always that spark What's there. What's that to pressure get thing? Can you ignite gas using pressure alone? I don't know. Is that a thing they do in... Um, um, engines? I know about... Oh, Maybe with diesel? Yeah, diesel. Right, pressure ignition. This yeah. checks out. So maybe they're filled... You know, they've got diesel running through their blood or something like that. Diesel. Yeah. It would be great if we could prove um, that dragons run on diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because you never get the smell of, you know, you would know straight away if you got the smell oh, of their sure. breath. We'd be able to tell. Yeah. yeah. But you never get that from, I mean, this is, this, is, this is a real existential question for like those, you know, those 5D, 6D cinemas mm. where they include things like, like smell and uh, seat rumbles and somebody runs around under the chairs and pinches your legs. That's right. Uh, the 6D. Yeah. Um, uh, it is an existential question for them, and really, they're on the front line of defining. Um, you, this is the thing about um, sixties cinemas. You know, people think that we're just uh, you know a bunch of ladies and mm-hmm. hopers who run around under the chairs and pinch people's legs, but we're making creative decisions here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very. It's a very vital, very creative art form. Um, you know, um, you know, or who knows what uh, a bog beast from the planet Xantha actually smells like? Well, well, we do. Um, it smells like two squirts of chrysanthemum oil and eight squirts of um, uh, of, of, of trouser sweat. Yes. Okay, I that's am. that. These and this is this is something that's come from within the sixth D cinema cinema um, creative zeitgeist. You know, and f- that's canon now. That's canon. That was signed off on by mm-hmm. the people from Lucas Arts. Yeah, smell fo- foley. Yes. <laughs> 
You know, it's actually, you, you, you get a lot of the smells of punching from bashing a cabbage. Mm. Yeah, and we actually had a lot of success where you released a series of tie-in odour reels um, that went with um, went with the the, uh, the original Star Wars movies, and that means that fans of Star Wars are actually able to buy the odour reel, and that spools across a special device we've made that fits under the nose, mm. and basically they can smell along with the film. Well, how it works, it's, it basically looks exactly like a like a cinema film, mm. except the uh, the the film itself is just a little bit thicker mm. and it has a little little brush on it, you know, just kind of little, just a little sort of raised bristle. area. Bristle. And, and on different parts of the bristle, we've just put different products that have different smells. <laughs> and so and it brushes under your nose. Yeah. And, and so, flicks some of that up. And some of that powder up yeah. into your nose and you right. breathe that in and you can see what any... Any bit smells like at any time. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of um, true fans of the um, of the film. They've actually they've you know because smell is such a powerful s- mm. scent. It's such a powerful um, a trigger, ability to trigger emotion. A lot of people don't even watch the, need to watch the film anymore, or even listen to the audio. Mm. They'll just play back that smell tape. And for them, that's Star Wars. Mm. Well, that's right. It's 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 like a listen- series of odors. You know, some people listen to things to go to sleep. I smell things to go to sleep. Mm. You know, I'll play that to myself. You know, I'll go to sleep in the night and I've just got that brush running under my nose. Yeah, the, the tickling there or the septum. <laughs> nothing, nothing I find sends me off. It soothes me more. So it lets my mind drift away than, than something tickling my septum. Mm. Mm. Ah, with the smell of, of space war. You know that everyone knows what a what a um, a lightsaber sounds like. It's a chong chong sort of mm. sound. They they got that from hitting a a a, a, fen- a wire fe- a wire fence, right? That's right. But, but and uh, you know only only the real fans know what a lightsaber smells like as it goes through the body of a stormtrooper. Yes, like that burning the flesh. Mm. Very smells. We 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 chose barbecue. <laughs> it's barbecue. It's barbecue. It's for your standard barbecue. Just smell. Texas barbecue. <laughs> you know, we've put a bit of barbecue sauce in there. That's a bit of creative license that we've added to it. So, so that's that you... a nod to the fans, isn't it? You know, it's a yeah. nod. It's a nod because because what is um what is George Lucas's favourite flavour of chips? Barbecue. No, it's actually it's 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 it's, it's plain. Yes, but, but you know, doesn't have a strong. His second favorite is barbecue. His second favorite, yes, but you know, much like a lot of Japanese anime, will have fan service. Mm. You know, m- moments where, well, where where characters will show their underwear from the under their skirt, things like that, um, in in the anime. Because that's what fans ultimately want think, of any of anything. I think you that's know, what it's you, called. You you watch the third Godfather film. Mm. You, you know, every second frame, you're catching a glimpse of one of the mafiosos' underwear. Exactly. You know, uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. He only came back to that film to do the do the do the, get the money, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's all just pandering. That's right. And in much that same way, uh, we added the barbecue sauce to mm. the barbecue meat, um, just so that there was a little something, little something for Daddy. Yes. And Daddy is one of the fans. Yeah, he's, one of the <laughs> he's biggest my father. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> he's and he loves his barbecue. Yeah, and very often I get him to say, um, "John, uh, John, I am your father." Yes, and my name is John. Yeah, <laughs> or at least sometimes I pretend that it is John. It is. Yes. Yes, but it also is John. John. You can pretend things that are real, Alistair. You, know? you can pretend Absolutely. things that are real. I know. Just because something's real doesn't mean you're not pretending it as well. Yeah. I feel like that way about a lot of my career. You know, yeah. I'm sort of b- pretending to be a television writer. And I also happen to be paid to write for television, but I am pretending. Well, of course, Andy. I know that you're pretending. Yes. I can tell in the way that you write. He 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 said pretendingly. I write at the end of every <laughs> at the end of what every, every person's every at no, at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. I send an email to myself that says he said pretendingly, uh, so that I know that the whole day's worth yeah. was just pretend. But 
does that suggest that you write you're writing a script of what you did or <laughs> that's what that suggests yes I must do but how would that work um that would mean that you're also re like I guess in that means that you're also pretending that you're reading the script of the yeah, day yeah that's it so you actually didn't do the day you were just reading it as if that, it was something that's right you were, yes so I'm not even really pretending to be a writer I'm pretending to be a reader really <laughs> Is this enjoyable to listen to? Do I you think, think so. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think you're actually writing, <laughs> and you're pretending to be a reader. Ah, uh, he said, pretendingly. Was, this was not built to be to withstand this level of scrutiny, Alistair. <laughs> and yet, I brought it here before the scrutiny is. Yeah. Um. um well, we've got two ideas so far. But what ideas, Alistair? Yeah. What ideas they have been? Yeah. Um. Taken to us to some some really dark places. Speaking of dark places, yes. Have you ever been <laughs> into a room with no light? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a cave or something. I remember going down a mine, an old yeah. mine shaft. Really? When, uh, on a school camp, they took us down some mine shaft or something. Can't have been all that deep, but it was definitely deep enough for the bit. You know, the big, the big, the big payoff. Yeah, them, really is where they get all the kids to turn off their torches, mm. and then they um then they leave and uh, go up the up back the up thing the, there. Up the... <laughs> right. just... They cut the ladder, yeah. the top, <laughs> the rope you hear ladder, it clanging down. Yeah, and then you just hear the laughter dis- disappearing. <laughs> and then you you say hello, hello, and then it turns out the whole class is gone. It's just you down mm. there. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened to those Thai kids in the yeah. In you Thailand. think it was that's laughter? That's the Thai soccer it? team. Mm. They were like ha ha ha, and then they is is that actually what Thai soccer is? Is it right. caving? Is, <laughs> is that is that Thai? That, everyone referred to them as the Thai soccer team, mm. but maybe they weren't a a soccer team from Thailand. Maybe they were playing the sport Thai of Thai soccer. soccer. And basically, what it is is the boys are the ball. Right, yeah. you play with thirteen balls. Mm. Right, and the and there's team, no field. There's just a goal. <laughs> the goal is survival. Well, the goal is oh, just the cave. the cave. The cave yeah. is the goal. You got to get in there, get, but you got to keep. You got to get deep enough into the into the goal. Well, the person who goes deepest into the goal yeah. is the person who wins. There's only right. one team. Right, <laughs> and. And just being trapped in there, does that play into the sport mm. at all? Yeah. Feels like you're losing. Right, yeah. okay. Because you've got to make it out alive. So it's not enough to go in there a really long way. You have to survive. You have to survive. Better. You have to get out, right. yeah. I, I think that's kind of, I know that they don't write that in the rules of most sport, but I think that technically in any sport, if yeah. you die, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the case in boxing, right? Yeah. That's probably the only one where that's explicitly written down. I don't know if they write Maybe it Maybe horse racing. Yeah, look, I think... Uh, look, it's almost... It feels difficult to win. I mean, I think in boxing... Oh no! I was gonna say in boxing you could you, maybe you could still win on points, but I think that's considered a knockout. Yeah, I think I think that I think death is considered a knockout. Yeah, I think if you just don't get up and so maybe a horse could die and fall across the finish line. Yeah, you know, do you think then they'd go to the photo finish and see if they could see the light leaving its eyes? Yeah, so I don't know whether they could ever prove that it didn't, it wasn't alive before the thing, mm. and hence. You would have to let it just win, oh. you know. What a shame. I mean, yeah. do you, do, would you, would you want to be the guy who's <laughs> who's trying to argue that technically it didn't survive the length of the thing? I don't know. I mean, I mean, who would who would who would hate you there, right? Maybe because, the person who was riding the horse. Um, or do you think they're dead as well? Well, we'd have to go to the photo, really, to be able to tell. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. You'd lose a bit of yourself. Yeah. Is it, all right. It's not not only that you can't you can't die mm. during the sport. You can't even lose a bit of yourself. Really? You can't even die a little inside. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Should, should I write down before? <laughs> should I write down if you die in a game, you die in real life? 
<laughs> Wait, no, you'll lose. I mean, I mean, if you die. Do you think that's a sketch? How is that a sketch? Just, 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 just tell me. Well, it's just like, are we going through historical examples well, it's like, of it's where like that a, happened? It's like a sports documentary mm. that's explaining the one rule that's not actually written down. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, and then it goes through examples of scenarios in which think people died but still won. So everyone's happy. That's On, great. Or no, or no, I was gonna say no. The, no, the game. I think that the sketch was supposed to be a person when if you die in the sport you lose. Yes. Oh, but then we can't have examples of people who died yeah. and then still won. Well, we can still have examples where it's disputed. Yeah. And that way we still get to have examples. And you yeah. know, I, I love mean, examples. I guess. I guess the idea is that you, because you can't prove that they they weren't dead at the time. Mm. You know, let's in the example of the horse dying, mm. falling through the finish line. Mm. Then technically, the person can't. You can't say that it lost. You can. You know that it's it's dead now. Yes. And it loses any future races that it was. It's in. Now here's a gray area. Yeah. Right. Someone dies falling across the line. Right. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're dead, but later, they're resuscitated. So they were dead when they crossed the line. Yeah. But they were alive again later on. Yeah, Do great. they win? Oh. Or are they disqualified? Well, you have to be alive in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so maybe to reinforce to enforce this rule, they've had to put heart monitors on heart people. Heart monitors on everybody. And have like, you know, uh, an, you know one of those people who dispense drugs in during surgery? Mm-hmm. I think they're the ones a lot of the time who are keeping track. Mm, anesthetists. Anesthetists. They're the ones a lot of the time keeping track of the uh, of the vitals. I think everyone should be have a personal anesthetist at all times, mm. keeping track of the vitals. You mean a drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a drug dealer who has data who has on responsibility. Your heart. Yeah. Right. That's right. Because that's what's missing from the drug dealer drug user relationship. Mm. There are no consequences for the drug dealer if the drug user dies. Yeah. But now we turn it into a a properly it's a prof, it's a profession now. It's a regulated profession. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are industry standards, there are expectations. If you want to maintain your registration as a drug dealer, this is the future. Mm-hmm. Okay? Great. Drug dealer responsibility. Finally. Right? Regulate the drug dealers, make them accountable. If you know, every at the end of every day quarter. Okay. They got to submit a report saying how many of their users died? Just once a quarter. <laughs> well, you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be onerous. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't. You don't want. It, you don't want to burden the entrepreneur with unnecessary bureaucracy, Alistair. No, you're right. You're right. Okay? I apologize. This is this is a market economy. Okay, and we need those among us who have um, the go the, the go getems. You know, to 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 be able to make the most of their inner drive, and I'm looking at you, the drug dealers, right? And so so, it's a it's a it's a it's it's at the same time you do your business activity statement for the GST, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you only do it twice a year. They say there's just it's just a question on the on the yeah the e, the e tax um, yeah. app or whatever you have on your phone or something like that. Mm. It says, and are you a drug dealer? And then, if so, proceed to question eight. How many people that you deal drugs to have died this quarter? Right. And then, you know, sh- oh, you, sure, you'll say, well, that's that's prone to rotting. They could just put in zero, right? But we have a random auditi- auditing, mm-hmm. okay? So every two years, sure, 3% of all respondees are randomly audited. Yeah. Right, and so there's an incentive there yeah. for them to keep, you know, because you never know if you're going to be ordered. So there's an incentive there to keep keep your records. Of course, right? You got to keep the death certificates. Um, yeah. you know, you get a copy. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, I think a lot of these things will be done digitally these days. It'll they'll, be done digitally. You know, they'll it'll probably just be like when you walk to your drug dealers, it'll just ping the tax office. Mm. You know. And- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It'll know on the maps because you've got your phone with you and things like that. It'll triangulate. It'll know that that's where you get your drugs for, from. And, you know, you might have a couple of drug dealers. But, you know, if even if you do have a few drug dealers... If you die, I think all those drug dealers are now suspect. Sure. You know, sure, the tax office can't for sure say um, which drug dealer gave you which drug. Mm. Unless we also regulate the drugs by putting a chip in each one. Right. So so there's a chip in you and there's a chip in the drug. What if we just chip every molecule? Let's just... Let's just simplify things and we'll chip every molecule. So will every molecule chip, will that be made out of less than one molecule? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What it's if- made from a regular number of molecules and those molecules are all chipped, Alistair. <laughs> you can't trick me like that, okay? With some less than one molecule malarkey. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. right. Okay, so they're all chipped. They're all chipped then the, all the way down. And the molecules are chipped. <laughs> Um, what about things that like only have one atom? That's chipped. Yeah? Is yeah. that considered a molecule? Yeah. Or is it just an atom? No, an atom is a molecule. Is it? Yes. It's not a compound molecule, but it's a molecule. Are you sure? Yes! Are you oh, sure? I'm right! I thought um, of another word and it makes me seem correct. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Why are you going to Google, is an atom a molecule? Yeah. Audience, whether whether we get through this together and I turn out to be right or if Alistair turns out to be right, I just want to feel like for this moment you're with me. So everyone, whatever you're thinking, I want you to be on my side right now and Alistair's about to reveal the answer. So you're with me. I, We're I, all going to... We all, we all win or we lose together now. Okay, here we go. An atom is just that. A single atom made from... Protons, neutrons, and electrons. A molecule is a group of atoms bonded together via ionic, metallic, or covalent bonding. I'm so sorry, everyone. The lowest amount of atoms needed here is two. Example, O2. I took you all down with me. (laughs) I'm really sorry. (laughs) Ah! All right. It's not that joyful. Hey. I'm really embarrassed to have been associated with all the listeners who were wrong about this. Oh, well, I'm embarrassed. I was trying to represent their opinion. I didn't think that. I'm I'm embarrassed but... that I, I... The thing is, is that it's such an empty win because I don't care about winning. I care about the battle continuing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you shouldn't know? have looked it up. Oh, uh, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's nice to win at least. Well, all right. Well, if, you, if it helps you, I still don't believe you. <laughs> That's great. Is that what you want? No. Okay. Don't you want the battle to continue? Well, I want it to continue, but I don't want it to feel empty like this. <laughs> you know? This is sad. No, this is uh, now. Now, what are you? Where are you going to go from here? <laughs> I go into full-scale denial of reality from here. I've got a clear path forward, Alistair. My argument only gets stronger from this point in on. Once you've forced me, you've backed me into a corner, and you've forced me to. Deny reality. Yeah, you can't. You've got no hold over me now. I'm truly free. Okay. Did I ask you to deny re- reality? Yes, because I'm not going to back down, <laughs> and you've presented me with facts. Okay. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? I'll, all I can do is say that your facts are wrong. Reality is inadequate. You know what was great is that I went into that thinking that the internet wasn't going to give me the answer I wanted. We all thought that, Alistair. Yeah. That's why I doubled down so hard. What was it you said? I was hoping to give the audience a win. Molecule. Yeah. I think compound molecule is a thing. Yeah, but it Maybe probably not. isn't the thing that you're talking no, about. No, definitely not. It's probably the molecule of a compound. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so wait, what, what, what were we deep in? We were deep into. Uh, everything is chipped. Drug well, dealers, dr- everything drug is dealer, chipped. Drug dealer accountability, I think, mm. is the sketch, right? Yeah. We're, we're, you know. This is, you turn it into a a profession, a a registered, a regulated profession 
like accountancy. Yeah, right? like um, I'm a I'm a I'm a CPDD. Like a chicken. I'm sexer. a certified practicing drug dealer. Yeah, like a chicken sexer. I, like, just like one of those regular professions, like a chicken sexer. You know they have a stranglehold on the poultry industry. Uh, I because they are the only ones who can decide. Um, which these little when they're chicks, mm. which one is male, which one is mm. female, mm-hmm. and so you know if they if they sex them wrong, mm. then that's all this pointless flesh that raising of these chickens that are never going to give you the eggs that you're after. Huge cost. That's feed. Mm. That's uh, you know other things. Um, of course, being called a, a, being a chicken sexer. Mm-hmm. They're obviously in come in, regularly come into con, con, uh, conflict with, with that other great um, industry, the chicken fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine there's a lot of turf rivalry between the chicken sexes and the chicken fuckers. Well, I imagine it's, it's I like think, it's like psychiatrists and psychologists. Well, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. picture. I think it's only a problem when the chicken sexers have their annual conference and sure. then a bunch of chicken fuckers show up. <laughs> They don't know any of the jargon about what they're talking about. They don't know what this little tool is that they use. You know, I think I th- see. This is what I would I, I think would really be at the bottom of the rivalry, though. I think the chicken sexes are probably just jealous of the fact that the chicken fuckers are actually better at telling what's a male chicken and what's a female chicken, because the chicken fuckers, mm. right? Uh, they've got a real incentive. Sure, I mean to learn sort of. Yeah, you know, they yeah. Could, they probably have ways of telling that the chicken sexes don't even know about. Do you think it's helped by the fact that they're using sort of more adult? Chickens? Well, they're not afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that does help. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Once you get to a rooster on a head, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. It's getting a bit. It's getting easier. Mm. But I guess it's these, it's these chicken fuckers. Who like really young chickens? <laughs> oh. Oh, I mean, that's 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 the hard part, isn't it? That's the hard part. Mm. Then you kind of almost to your need to be that you're not just a chicken fucker. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of chicken fuckers that get into chicken sexing. It's true. Mm. Because that's how you know. Yeah, do what you love. You know, and it's for those people who are afraid to be, I guess. A chicken fucker, but, <laughs> but they don't want to come across as um, weird. Weird, you know. Yeah, or you just like want to come or across they, like they, like one of those normal people who looks at chickens' genitals they, all they, day. They have internalized non-sexual reasons. They have internalized homophobia, whereas when they were growing up, there was no pressure on them to not have sex with chickens. When they were growing up, there was no pressure on them to not have sex with chickens. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're growing up, no one is telling you, oh, people who have sex with chickens are bad. <laughs> like that, right? So you don't develop this innate sense to hate people who have sex with chickens. Right. Right? But the reason why this person finds it important, this chicken fucker, finds it important to sex their young chicks the young chickens. Yes. Is because they're worried that they're going to have sex with a, a chicken of the wrong gender. Because <laughs> they have their internalized homophobia. <laughs> right. Yes. No internalized chicken fuckophobia. Mm. Yeah. Great. And what does that say about society? Exactly. Mm, thank a you. Lot. Yeah. A this lot. Is, uh, th- there was satire early on in the episode. Yeah, and there seems to be some satire. That's what we're talking. We're talking a fresh satire sandwich. No, is that a is sketch? Is a sketch in this? I mean, we can write it down. We didn't. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a sketch. Uh, should it start with? I think it's just. I think the conference is the sketch. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's what's interesting to me. That point of conflict. That's where the rubber hits the road, baby. How great is that expression? Yeah, no, that's good. Where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. I mean, because you picture the car... Is landing. Landing on the... <laughs> From nowhere. Yeah. So it's already gone off a jump or something like that. Or, yeah, or... But, 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 but where is it? Where was the jump? You know, it implies that the jump was so far away, it's not even within sort of mappable distance. Yeah. Right? Or because... 
It's it's falling from a balloon like in in uh, Operation Bum- Dumbo Drump. Bumbo Drump. <laughs> Bumbo, Bumbo Drump. Now that's satire. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I love that you're revving the engine on the way down as well. Yeah, that's me. That's me full. I'm dropping. I'm dropping from a hot air balloon, but I'm revving all the way down. So then, when I hit the ground, I could take off. I guess it would be like you just want to fall on an incline, so that it's a. It'll be a smooth landing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it'd have to be a hell of an incline. I went down a like a kid slide at the at this indoor play center I went to on Saturday. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, Alistair has a child. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a child, and and it's one of those like ones that kind of goes straight down for a bit, but then the curve down the bottom really catches yeah, you. Yeah, levels you out. Yeah, and it's like you you feel it in your heart, you know, Is as you good? go down. It was good. I went down twice. I went down once by myself, and then twice with my boy, <laughs> and. Uh, and he loved it twice, and then he was like, he was done because it was it was almost, it's 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 too intense. Mm. But if, imagine doing that, but in a car. That would be. I mean, yes, it's like car boarding because mm. that's what skateboarders do all the time in a half pipe. Has anyone has anybody done carring in a half pipe? They must have done. It would have to be a big half pipe, though, right? I know, but what about just a regular half pipe? Well, I feel like that's a really great way to get stuck. <laughs> I know, but that's like that, I want to be impressed. But that's a sport. It you is know, a getting sport. stuck. Yeah, that's interesting. But he, I guess even a car half pipe is pretty interesting. Just like a you know size that would work for them. Oh, so what I said. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Doing those jumps at the edge. There, yeah, because you kind of have like to like you have twisting to... the car in midair is yeah. going to be hard. Yeah, that's but you have to kind of make that turn happen as you're hitting the lip. I don't think you can. Yeah, you got to just turn. You got to oh, you got to get some ro- yeah rotational. Maybe yeah. you're handbraking it. <laughs> Handbrake is on every time you hit the lip. Yeah, great. Hey, just quickly. Yeah. While we we're talking about we we're talking about something about heart rates. Can't remember what it was anymore. Yeah. But I yeah I think this would be interesting. Okay. Right. You know how they have those traffic maps where they can show like what the what the like density of traffic is and that yeah. sort of thing with red and green and stuff. You know, on Google Maps and stuff, they do that kind of thing. Now everybody's got these Christmas these colors. Fitbits and these um, Christmas colors, yeah, mm. and and yellow. Uh, now that everybody's got these Fitbits and Apple Watches and that sort of thing, they measure people's heart rate, right? Mm-hmm. They must be able to get a map up of like what people's heart rate is like across the city. Sure. And then you can identify like stress centers and that sort of thing. Mm. And then maybe it would be possible to like to like um if you were looking at that data mm. from above um you know like the government or something, you'd be able to tell where like where's the like some kind of like hot spot or something. You'd be like, "Oh, something's going down." Could you here. look at the data from across, let's say it was on a screen? Yeah. That would be even better. Yeah. Right? Uh, but the screen shows it from above. Unless it's one of those tables that has like you know like uh, Space Invaders on it. That's oh, like you know the screen is built into the table. Yeah, and the war room. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that'd be really interesting watching that data of like red, you know, for high heart rates mm. and low heart rates and that sort of thing. You see a real, real intense spot, a red spot over there. You're like, <gasps> something's happening. Could be a crime. We don't know. Right, but you might be able to work out from data or something. Sure. Or you might go in there. You might send the SWAT team in. Turns out, it's a really compelling poetry reading. That's right. Yeah. Or you know, or you could also see like a green area around a busker, and you go, "Oh, we got to get this guy into this high stress spot over here." Ooh. And yeah. You, and then you start paying for these buskers. You know, this guy who plays that it's a really soothing busker yeah, everybody that, knows these soothing buskers that alistair's well, talking you know about. that that one string chinese instrument guy no you're right that's probably the only soothing busker wait are you talking about soothing hum <laughs> soothing hum <laughs> the guy who plays the one string instrument <laughs> We were talking about how the, the phrase soothing hum sounds like a name from Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that before the podcast. Before, and it finally, it finally became relevant. Finally had a, a place to put it in. And, and now we can leave and die. Exactly. 
Oh, wait. One, two, On a nice three, round, four, episode 187. Technically, we have we have five ideas, so we could go to three words. I'd love that. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, our three oh, this words. this has been a really fun episode. I don't want to jinx it, but I've had a great time. I've been having a lot of fun too, Andrew. Thanks. Andreath. That's me. Um, we have three words from not a person, even though I know there's a person behind it. We have got a, three words from a network. Yeah. You know, entities are are now... They're people now. Are you now... Know, Citizens United. Citizens United and... Corporations of people. Mitt Romney was, was right. Yeah, and, and now those those people, those new types of people are... Donating to our Patreon. <laughs> that's that's what this is all about. <laughs> really, all, it all becomes relevant now. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and the people. When are the CPACs going to start supporting? To in the think tank. Exactly. And uh, what are the big ones? The super PACs. Super PACs. We yeah. want to get a super PAC. If anybody knows any super PACs, we're looking to get sponsored on Patreon by a super PAC. What's CPAC? Did I say CPAC? What's C- CPAC? Is that a know. thing? Is CPAC a thing, or is it just PACs? And super packs. C-SPAN. C-SPAN. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> when is C-SPAN going to start supporting? It'd be nice if C-SPAN did, but I yeah. think I think they might just be like a national broadcaster. Oh, well, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't scoff at national broadcasters. We don't scoff. I don't want any national broadcasters who are listening to think that I'm some kind of national broadcaster scoffer. You're right. Anyway. Anyway, national broadcaster scoffer sounds like a, an episode title. Um... <laughs> Uh, the three words were donated by the Dog Hair Network. It's a mm. podcast network that comes out of Scotland. Hello to the Dog Hair Network. Hello. And uh, they have sent us three words. Mm-hmm. And the three words, I think, are in some way related to the place that they're from. Okay. Okay, here. <gasps> Is it harsh Scottish accent? <laughs> it's nothing like that. Okay. Worlds. Harshest <laughs> accent. <laughs> well, because the accent, I, w- I want, I want, you know, the accent is is purely the the sort of the, the, the what 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 makes up an accent? Is it tone? Is it rhythm? It's it's the flavor. It's the flavor. Of, of a sound. That's right. If sound could have flavor. This you'd, is what it would be. Call it the accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, but I was wondering, you know, because 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 words can be harsh. Obviously, sure. you know, um, you can say things like "you butthead." Oh, you dingleberry! Yeah, you're a numbnuts. Yeah, get out of here, Poindexter. Okay, but but no one would suggest that either of our accents are harsh in any way. Soothing. Well, my I mean, voice is universally been described as soothing. Well, yeah. So you've got an, a, a sort of a, a softer Australian accent. I have a neutral accent. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, yeah, people have described us as soothing. Mm. You know, I think that, Andy, you could probably do, if you wanted to, and I don't know if this idea has ever come to you, uh, some kind of guided meditation podcast. Thank you very much, Alistair. <laughs> I wish I could say the same for you. No, I mean, like, it's hard to listen to a neutral accent. It's almost too boring. Right, to, right, yeah. Um, you know that phrase, too sleepy to sleep? Yeah, I do know that. I've, mm. I mean, I've seen it. In, You've probably been on the receiving end of that a lot, I've, I've a lot seen, of reviews of your meditation podcast. I've seen a toddler actually be too sleepy to sleep. Yeah, well. Can I read? Can I read? <laughs> Can I read that review that I got for Shusher Guided Meditations? Alistair, I, I, this is a family podcast. I don't know that that's necessarily uh, appropriate. No? I mean, I got a review for Shusher Guided Meditations. This is Alistair's other podcast. Um, he always wedges it in somehow. I wedge it in. Actually, Andy, you tend to wedge it in more than I, know, I do. I really You're very, to wedge it in. I think it's, it's, it's in your proving that you support me. That's it. It's all I have. Right? Can, that's all you, I can do is um, is support. This is my platform, Alistair, and I use that platform to promote you and your platform. And I appreciate that. It's cross-platform. Uh, it's, what? It's cross-platform. I thought you said clap. Plat, I probably pl- did. Platform. <laughs> okay, this is a review, and this is 
This is for all. Okay, look, I'll read you in one other just so that you. No, no, it doesn't matter. The no, other one. No, read the other one for context. Okay. I, I'd love to hear it. This is great. This is a good promotion. Read it out. Do you want me to read it out? I've got a much more soothing voice. <laughs> I'll tr- I'll just try to do it. Okay, a voice. you try and be soothing. Try and sound soothing. Um, Come on, Alistair. We've got to try and plug this podcast. Okay, in. wait. Okay, so it's. Let's say this one is just says that the subject is gold. I struck it when. I found this podcast. Genuine laugh-out moments deserves a cult following. Okay. Right. So that's so, the baseline of what you can expect from this podcast. You know, that's that's okay. Now, here's this new one that I've just received a review. And I'm sure this is a ser- serious review. It's from Italy. And the subject is best buddy for a girl. All right. And then it's... And then the, the body of the text is, uh, I love this podcast. I hope you guys know this is the best to masturbate to. I had been looking for so long. Thank you. <laughs> so, listen to Shusher Guided Meditations. It's and you know what? How many gold you can masturbate to? And I don't want it to just be women masturbating to it. <laughs> For once, I like to think that there's a young man out there listening to podcasts. You know, a young lonely man, not just these horny women yeah. constantly downloading my podcast. It's, I, it's disgusting and it's a cliche. It's a cliche, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> We've had enough of it. You've had enough of it on this podcast, Alistair. I'm sure. We 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 get too many reviews like that from young men on on this podcast. <laughs> And, or, you know, or, I don't know, whoever. And so, anyway, listen to Shisher Guided Meditations. <laughs> it really, it seems, has something for everyone. More than can be said of any other media ever. Yeah, it's it was surprising. It was surprising, but it turns I mean, out the it pod- could, there's it, more to the podcast than I thought. Uh, I think you always knew this was there, and I think this was secretly what was behind the entire operation the entire time. The entire operation was based around people getting some kind of uh randiness randiness randiness. yeah sure um no i'm really happy for you and i'm really happy for italy (laughs) (laughs) i don't think look i think it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with italy i think so i think we're learning a lot about the um europe the Europe. I think it's probably all is about Brexit. The Europe. <laughs> I, think, I think this is about Brexit in some way. And it's somebody rebelling against, you know, they just hear a voice that kind of sounds British, you know, from one of the colonies. <laughs> okay. You know? Wow. And there, and, and it's, it's, there's a sadness that is morphing into a. What it is. You know, to, into it's attention. It's a fine line into between. Attention, Pleasure and sadness. Exactly. All right. So now, go back to the Dog Hair Network. Three words. World's harshest accent. Yeah. Well, it feels to me like an accent that that also delivers bad news in some way. Mm. You know, like like you know, really, the world's hardest harshest accent is probably more of a tone. It's probably a, a you know that voice. It's like that 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 you know is telling you to get in here right now, whatever that tone is. You know when you can tell that you're mm. in trouble? Yeah. That feels like an accent. I wonder if they've analysed that, right? That you're in trouble voice you, might be one of those universal things. You know, Alistair, you were telling me about the, the root language that is, comes from the cow herds, right? <laughs> you, oh, do you mean the proto-Indo-European language? No, the root language that comes from the cow herds. Yeah, the proto-Indo-European. <laughs> Yeah, Indo-European. Yeah, I wonder if they could also analyse sort of the spread of the you're in trouble voice, mm. right? Find out where that came from. And then we might be able to find out where the first people ever were, ever lived who were in trouble. That's true. Where did trouble, where where did did the trouble, trouble start? start? <laughs> who was the uh, patient zero troublemaker? Troublemaker. <laughs> I mean, if we could, if we could, if we could track. Okay, so this track is what down you need the to very do. First you, need, you, need, you need to. You, this is what you do. I'll tell you how you do this. Mm. Right, you get, you you take samples of the you're in trouble voice from all across um, all cultures, cultures. Right, 
And then you do some sort of DNA analysis, right? And you look at how that DNA has evolved between these different um, mm. different groupings, right? And then you track... Well, I don't think you need DNA. It's all in tone. You just got to follow the similarities in tone and then you can work your way back because all the similarities that there are in tone, those are all the parts, you know, if you know that all the languages came from one part. I think that... I don't think... You, I think you'd be a fool to turn your nose up at the DNA information as well, Alistair, and just go off the tone. I'm going entirely I, off tone. I think if you've got two data sources here, you've got the tone, you've got the you've got the voice, uh, you've, you've got the DNA, yeah. right? I think, I think, you know, that'll allow us to eliminate some errors because there's going to be some convergences and divergences and that how, sort of thing. How much do you think you can tell about about uh, the tone or something like that somebody uses based off their DNA? I No, I, I, I think you can tell about their movements as a people. Oh. Right? So that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the sure. flow of people. So I want to be able to track them back yeah. right, and work out where they came from. Well, you might also need archaeology then. Oh, pottery. We're also going to use shards of pottery. Well, because you can, you can track people. It's a three-pronged attack. You know, you can... <laughs> Because you can track people by by looking at at uh, you know like the 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 kind of stuff that they left behind when they were migrating. Sure, sure. You know, migratorial like, people. You know, like they're well. Pottery. That's, that's that's how that's how a people spread mm. spread their tone. They're yeah. they're they're in trouble tone. Anyway, we're just gonna find out who the original troublemaker was. Okay, and then but, we're gonna know who started all of this malarkey. But, but the thing is, is that once we find the original troublemaker. We've actually f- haven't found the person who they were in trouble with yet. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the starting point. <laughs> actually, I think I think what we've described would allow us to find who was the person they were in trouble with, right? Because we're tracking the you're in trouble voice. Yeah. But we haven't found the person who made the trouble. No, okay. Which is interesting because there's still another mystery there, and that's the real mystery. We can find the first reprimander, yeah, but we haven't found the first troublemaker. We we suspect it was someone in their family. So I guess the idea is that also there might be people beforehand who had, um, who might have had tr- trouble, tr- trouble, but trouble tones, but they were completely different. Yes, and so this person will be the first person who invented. This trouble tone, yeah, the one but, that the, the one that survived over the century. But I think century. it's a funnier idea if we can also identify who it was who was the first person who got into trouble. Sure, of right? course. I apologize. We for making that the more detail. complicated. Yeah, yeah, made it too complicated. Made it too connected to reality, Alistair. Right, and um, as we've established, I've I've given up on reality because it didn't service my needs vis-a-vis the molecule debate. Right. <laughs> The great molecule debate of the 10th of June. That's when we're recording this. It'll be coming out tomorrow on the 11th if I remember to upload it, which is a thing that I only do because Alistair has to text me every single Tuesday and say it's upload day, and then I eventually get around to it. But honestly, if he didn't text me, I think if I think if you'd never texted me, I'd probably have sorted out a system of my own to no. remember by now. But I think now that you've started texting me, I just, it's just, it's, I, I just, just have need to remember. It. I, I think, need it. How do you remember? Hey, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, it's, it's every day I'm checking stats and things like that. And then I just go, <laughs> why are the stats so low today? It's a Tuesday. And I go, wait a second, it's upload day. <laughs> So really, it's the listeners who tell you well, by, yeah, by not downloading by the not podcast. Downloading... The podcast that I haven't uploaded. So it's me that tells you. I have to remind you every every week that it's upload day by not uploading the podcast and letting the listeners tell me. Yeah, by not uploading. Well, it. that's because we're not on speaking terms. <laughs> it's a shame. It's it a sh- is. Imagine how good this podcast would we're be at, if we were on speaking. The terms. thing is, is that we do this podcast through a translator, and then we edit out the translator. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Tell Andy that I think that the... Is that a translator? Uh, I think it's a mediator. All right. Well, that's why we're not on speaking terms. That's right. It's these kinds of petty disagreements that have ruined what was otherwise a perfectly functional communication. 
portal. Sure. That's what I call a relationship, a communication portal. So do you think I finding find the, the original relationship embarrassing? Do you think finding the original troublemaker by tracing the trouble tone I is think, a sketch? I think that's a sketch. Okay. And I think it's one that the dog hair network would not be too offended by. Great. And now no. you've got to take us through the sketches that we've All come right. up with, Alistair. Quick, 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 we've quick, got, quick, quick. We've got safe, safe space group therapy with a Nazi. Yes. I think that's a good we sketch. Started, we started harsh. Yeah. This episode started dark. Harsh. Harsh and dark and problematic. We ended harsh as well. Yeah. It was about the harshest accent. Then we've got smell foley. I love it. Yeah. I it's mean, that's very a, us. That's <laughs> if we haven't done that already, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you die in the game, you lose. That's the that's the unwritten rule of every sport. Yeah. You know. Um, drug dealer accountability. That's a new. Uh, it's a new government system. That's the next this is level. Actually, going to happen to legalizing drugs. But uh, we. I would not. I mean, it's it's almost too real. You, I'm sure that if you look at these counties, mm. these states in the United States that have legalized marijuana, yeah, the dispensaries or whatever will have some kind of registration. They'll There'll be have, a tracker on every molecule. Every molecule <laughs> will have a chip. I guarantee it. Um, sure, but I mean, every bottle shop now doesn't yeah. have like a. A chip. No, but they got those things on the bottles when you try and steal them up your sleeves. <laughs> That's yeah. the same thing. Oh, they're impossible to open those things. Um, Alastair. Yeah. I'm just going to take this moment to plug our Patreon bonus episodes. Yeah. We just recorded a very funny one. I think people are going to want to listen to it mm. this week. It's very good. Yeah. The topic is uh, we had to come up with ideas for impractical science uh, products. Products. And they're uh, very funny. Thanks to uh, XZ Neil. Yeah. Check that out. Also, there's Sci-Fi Try Guys. There'll be a new episode coming out in a Atina couple of weeks months. of that. <sighs> Bang! We've got to write some stories. Yeah, well, yours is mostly written. Uh, it's getting harder to write. Yeah? I started real strong and I, I, I've... I've um, well, it's because you become weak over the month because right. no, you, you, you know only what it eat is. once you a know, month. You know why it is? Why? It's because I told people how much fun I was having writing it and I gave away a lot of the things I was enjoying about writing it you can't tell people that stuff you've got to keep it inside you oh, use yeah. it as fuel I'm keeping it inside with mine I did tell you something about it maybe I'm going to cut that bit yeah that's out I'm not okay. using that and then we got the chicken sexer conference where a bunch of chicken fuckers show up <laughs> it happens every goddamn year every year um, and then there's the I, I started laughing about the chicken sexer conference. Anyway, um, finding the original troublemaker by tracking the trouble tone. And that is another uh, useful way in which you can tell the difference between the gender of two different chickens. Does anyone in the audience have any questions? You, the man with the erection. Oh, no, not this again. Sex with chickens doesn't happen until after the conference is finished. Then we all do it. Anyway. Thanks very much for listening to this, the podcast. That is this, this two in the think that tank. It is this two in the think tank. That's what it is, and we really it's, do appreciate it's it. It's the podcast you can listen to, you can masturbate to. <laughs> no, that's not this podcast. No, but I mean, I think it's just because people haven't tried. Okay, well then, that's something for the listeners to do in their own time. Masturbate well, to the oh, podcast. Oh no, they could do it in our time. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Use up our time that we don't have. We don't have time for you to masturbate <laughs> to the podcast. We're busy. Yeah. We've got family. We're too busy to You're masturbate. You're going to have to do that yourselves. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We can't help. But I mean, I guess if you go to like a conference or something, you know, one of those like cons, like a podcast thing, convention. Yeah, podcast con- convention. I yeah. guess then you could masturbate your your All listeners. Right. If okay, this is Whilst this is our promise to you. Plays. If we get, ever get invited to that big one that they do in San Francisco, right? We'll masturbate we'll one do of a, you. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll do a live podcast where everybody can masturbate. <laughs> this doesn't feel like something we talk about. You can tell we're drunk. Alistair not, and I have drunk. been drinking stout. I am not 
I am. I am stone cold sober, and this is something I really believe in. <laughs> um, so we're on Twitter, and you can get us at Two and Tank. I'm at Stupid Old Nanny. And I'm at Alistair TB. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash two and tank. You can check out Al's podcast, Shusha. Shusha Guided med- medita- Meditations. Um, you can, we, I, uh, my, an episode of that episode recently dropped on the Do Go On feed. So listen mm. to Do Go On. And also if you're, if you've never listened to Shusher, but you don't want to have to search for it in the thing, but you do listen to Do Go On. This is perfect. Go and find it in that feed. But you do listen to Two in the Think Tank as <laughs> well. <laughs> two in the Think Tank I as mean, well. I don't know why we haven't dropped it into our feed. Oh, cause we're, we're, we're sick. above that. We're above that and we're <laughs> sick fucks. And um, you know what? I hope you have a really good life. Mm. If this is the last time you ever hear us, yeah, I, I want you to know that your life was worth was worthwhile. Yeah, it was, and, and that you're a good person. And no matter what happened, it's this is we're, we're those of us who survive will really be able to use what you did. How about to this? thrive? The good that you have done in the world has been felt and has been appreciated. Absolutely, and. The mistakes that you have made mm-hmm. and the regrets that you have have been f- either forgotten or are part of the rich tapestry of what has made everybody happier and stronger. The world is a better place for you having been in it and continuing to be in it, assuming you're not going to die before the next episode. That's right. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.